Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about if it takes money to make money. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website. It is PlumInvestmentGroup.com. Happy Wednesday, sir. Happy Wednesday. It's a big day. It's a big day. Why is that? We're talking about does it take money to make money and you plug Plum. Kind of all kind of fell together nicely there like we planned it. I started to not plug Plum on that one. I was going to change it up because I didn't want to sound like it was a, a commercial for Plum. Plum, like a whole episode for Plum, but so be it. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to sound like a whole episode for Plum, but it is what it is. Um, it is the topic of today. Does it take money to make money? And the answer is... It depends. <laughs> it depends. You, like you're, you're coming at me trying to get a hard answer when you and the entire 280 or something, you've never given a solid answer. I know. I don't because there is no solid answers in this business. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, like there's, well, I don't know. It's tough to say, man, because I was actually having a consulting call. I was thinking this the other day. I was having a consulting call with this guy, Rob. Rob's a great guy. Happy to have him um, with us. But he was asking questions and I was just like, well, that's all going to depend on what you want to do. And mm-hmm. then he asked another question. Well, that's going to really depend on what you want to do. And I, I, I like try and work through that because, God, there's so many ways and things you can do things. And yeah, it's just it is tough to give a solid yes or no answer. Yeah. So let's let's play this one back. Let's go back. Let's drive it back to circa 2017. Both of us getting started 2016, beginning into two, middle to 2016, early 2017, us getting starting in this and what it took to get to where it was a full time job for us. And let's talk about that and the steps it kind of took. And let's keep it high level and the issues that we ran into with that. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the guys that are listening and women that are listening are fresher into their journey. So we, we dropped Land Flipping Blueprint a year ago. Plum was two years old. So, you know, our businesses are, you know, four, four and a half years old, give or take. Both of us scaled pretty quickly. You know, um, mine had to scale really quickly because I lost a job and I was having to replace a very good income. So the question we get a lot is like, how long, how quickly can I quit my job? Or, you know, that's a common question. And that's a hard one to answer because we don't know your work ethic. We don't know what you do. Can do the numbers work? Could COVID-19 happen? Could World War Three break out? You know, all this stuff factors into it. But at the end of the day, how much money does it take to make money in this business to where you can survive? It's a tough one. What's it cost to survive? Yeah. No, it's, 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 here we go. We got the, this is a political debate today. No, no. no. Do, do they live in an RV with no other bills? I mean, it, yeah. could, it could be a thousand bucks a month and yeah. you're living living that good life. Yeah. Or it could cost you 10 or 15,000 a month. I mean, it's, it's a tough question to answer. If we're looking back to when I got started, I was broke. Yep. And so for me to get started was the cost of my education at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I, the first three deals I ever bought were 250 bucks a piece. I mm-hmm. bought three. I also did mail, mm-hmm. so I would say at, at that point, I mean, if you want a number, are you yeah. looking for a number? Like, no, I'm uh, not looking for a number. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what you can give it. I'm just saying, you know, were you able to compound from there? And like, how did you make that next compound, or what did you have to inject cash some way? 
Yeah, I kept. Uh, I was. I just rolled. So on those three deals, I'm, I don't know if I actually made very much profit after mm-hmm. I did mailing. Okay. Right. But so, I took all the money I did that I did have and mm-hmm. redid it and re. I just kept redoing it until I was able to take on a partner with it that had money. That's yeah. how I was able to scale. Yeah, and that's. That's perfect because I think a lot of people miss that realness when it comes to talking because you're talking to, you're listening to a podcast and you're hearing a guy tell you, oh, I'm making all this jack. You know, we do big deals. We make million dollar months and blah, blah. And you see these people regurgitate this bullshit that comes back and you're like, that's not what's going to happen for you. You're not just going to go buy some ranch in Rancho Cucamonga and make $6 million in your first month. Yeah, quick, uh, real, I'm going to make this real quick, so don't lose your thought. Okay. <laughs> Icon Global just put up for sale the CF Ranch, and I almost feel like like it's a calling. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like every time you do this, I'm about to go into something, because you're, you see, everybody hears the crazy ideas I come up with, and then you complain about it, and we figure out how to do it. I feel like it's going to be no, like, no, it's no. going to come back to me. I'm going to have to call Ashton Thesis and be like, Ashton, we need to go see the CF Ranch because Adam wants to buy it and I want to buy it too. And but, then you meet your future wife and then we're here and everything's, yeah, here we are. Well, I mean, that was a, that was a whole tangent right there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, the CF Ranch on the uh, northeast side of Dallas, it's close. It's an income producing ranch. How much is it? I didn't see the price, which means if it's, it's Icon. Uh, they're, they're, you know, if it's yeah, Icon Global, it's twenty one hundred acre ranch. Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> so, Adam! Like, let's I, know, I don't know. It's already called the CF Ranch. I mean, how much better does it get? Oh my god! <laughs> so, in this situation, how much money is it going to take to make money off the CF Ranch? Uh, no, I don't even know. I don't even know what that place they're asking. But anyway, I, I, did you did you forget? Did you did you remember where you were at? Yes, I, okay. I know. Let's exactly go back to that. Let's so, <laughs> you know, these the, they hear these stories of these big deals. And so let's I want to walk through like my first few deals plus my first mailer, because I want people to understand that my scale had to happen really quickly because of where it fell in my timeline of my business. So first three deals were coastal deals bought for 200, 300 bucks each sold for a thousand dollars. I did not have any mail cost in that. So buy three of them for a thousand dollars sold for three grand. My first mailer, we sent out 2,200 pieces of mail. So figure that at $1,200, $1,300. And we bought 21 properties off that. Off that, it made 70000 in profit. And I'm putting air quotes right now. You cannot see it, but I'm putting that in there because half of that was terms deals. I paid $20,000 for that, and it brought back, it was bringing back seventy in profit. But a lot of those were terms deals. Now I'm down to, I had 20 grand at that point to invest in this business. There was like, that was the acquisition fund, but I chewed all that up on these terms deals going into it. At that point, I lost my job. I took a signature loan from lightstream.com. You can go check it out. It was at 6% interest for $25,000 over three years. I did that. I seasoned my own notes and in investing in notes, there's a term where people say, Hey, you season, you can sell your notes. Well, I did it to myself. So I knew I could afford the $700 a month payment for that. And I made that off the $1,600 I was bringing in off those notes, off my 20, off that properties, off those properties that were sold on notes. We mailed another county because I thought $125 was 25% more than I'm told to offer. And I did not buy a property. I sent another county. I bought one, a little old lady felt bad for me, I think. Sold me a landlocked property in uh, Washington state. I paid her 2,200 bucks for it. I sold it first down the market for $16,000. So that at that point, I'm jobless, have that, sell all those properties. Then we come, I'm like, man, there's got to be an easier way. And that's where the bass boat stuff comes in. I said, I need to go to where I can see the property and make sure there's access. So three hours away from Dallas forward, 200 miles. And I'm going to circle everything in that 
and price every county inside of three hours of Dallas-Fort Worth or 200 miles. And when I did that, I listed them from cheapest to highest. And I started working through the top of that list. And it started in LaFleur County. And that county, I cashed in a management pension for $55,000 and bought a 135-acre ranch. That 135-acre ranch sold for $135,000, $140,000. And then I bought three other properties there, and they ranged from a $20,000 profit to, you know, a seven and 10,000. So, I mean, it, it, I made good money in that, that County. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's really good to hear. I, I still struggle all those times like wondering how people really make, cause I, I was right on the bandwagon too, where I'm just like, I just want to do owner finance notes yep. and I want to grow this up really quick. And I just, I mean, I guess I see it in a massive amount of volume where you're buying the properties really cheap and you're getting all your money back mm-hmm. on the down payment. You know, you paid 250, got 250 back yeah. as a down payment or 500 as a down payment and a hundred yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. If you set up your business that way and you're doing yeah. those small businesses, but you have, you added cost in that. So now you're having a, a program to do that. You've got, make sure you have a good processor, whether it's, you know, Actum, Stripe or whoever. And then you're worrying about, do they kick us out of that processor because they don't do real estate anymore? It's risky. Or do you deal with a bunch of people that are charging you back? Yeah, I think that you, I mean, I think you taking that initial step and moving into the bigger properties really opened a bunch of doors because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've gotten to the, I, there was a point where I wanted to be that guy that was doing 300, 400 deals a year. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, can I do five deals a year that make 300,000? Cause that yeah. sounds a hell of a lot more attractive than doing 300 deals that make <laughs> life sounds a lot better than make 2000. Right. Yeah. And I know that. I don't know the exact number, but if I had to guess, I would say the strong majority of land investors are going after those smaller end stuff. Yeah. Well, it goes back to, I guess, Monday's show because it's a little scary to send out a 5, 10, 15, 20,000 mailer not knowing if you're going to get anything back, but that's what it takes. And that's where the big money's at. Yeah. And I, so the good thing for us is we get to see kind of what the market's doing. We have investors that we talk to on a regular basis. We know where they're sending, how much they're sending for. We know how much mail we've sent collectively, you know, with, I don't want to call them students, but people in mastermind groups with us, mentorship groups, you know, mentors, uh, mentees, you know, different pieces of that, you know, COVID really played into the, the, the amount of money it took to get deals back. I mean, we could talk for project one individually or specifically, I guess is the better way to say that. And it took $5,000 to buy a deal. It was five thousand to buy a deal. Yeah, is it my math right? We bought one per ten thousand. Oh, 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 yeah. So yeah, I do think that's kind of yeah, and that's that's an anomaly. That's not normal. But that amount of money that was bought created two hundred and thirty, two hundred fifty thousand. Once we know what all the realtor fees and closing costs are, cost us at the end any curative work. Oh. But you know, if if I told you from that situation, hey, if you spend thirty five thousand dollars, you're going to make two hundred fifty grand. You would do it all day. But without knowing that, do you have the thirty five grand to gamble? knowing that you could you could miss big time you could horribly price your mailer or go to a state that just doesn't work and not make that back yeah 100% uh, i i kind of feel like we were just straying away from um cheaper and stuff cuz i think it's a great way for people to get started you can go buy deals i've bought plenty of deals bought for 5000 sold for 15000 mm-hmm. you know that's awesome i have a mailer full of those right now about 6 of them like that this yeah. month and that again 4300 pieces of mail go out that's 20 you know, 2,500 bucks, just roughly a little give or take plus phone costs that come into that. And can you justify that? Does that, I think that's a successful mailer. I, it's not, it's not something that's super sexy that I'm going to be at the land investor meetups going, Hey guys, check this shit out. But it hits my goals and it gives me six months of inventory. I hit sell one every month for six months. I'm golden. If I sell all those inside of money in money out inside of 105 days, which is my normal typical turnaround, I'm great. One of those sold the first day I got it back 
for a $20,000 profit. Great. That mm-hmm. covered the cost of all my mail and the other few properties I was buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to answer the question though, I guess, I guess it, we can it, answer Does yeah, it cost money to make money as yes, but it doesn't have to be near as much as you, you So there's the more money you have up front, the less time it's going to take to compound it. Yeah. Because it's a compounding game. You're always going to have, if I have a thousand dollars and I can double that, that's two grand. And then two grand becomes four grand and four grand becomes eight grand. And if I have 20 grand and I double it, that's 40,000. That 40,000 doubles is 80,000. You know, same premise. So you make money faster with more money. Then the question becomes is how do you get more money? Yeah. Do you need buckets though? You do not need buckets full. You don't. No, this you is the lower, don't. lower, lowest barrier of entry business I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. I mean, think of house flippers. Yeah. I mean, go on. You've either got to be very okay with the idea that you're going to be taking on a ton of leverage. Mm-hmm. Most likely you're going to be paying, getting a hard money loan for that stuff. I don't know too many people that are going out and uh, let's just say you're buying a $125,000 house, putting 25 grand into it and mm-hmm. reselling it for 180. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know too many people who have that 150 just laying around. Yep. And if they are, they should be in land investing because they're going to turn <laughs> that 150 to 300 pretty, yeah. pretty quick. But anyway, yeah. So as far as land investing goes, do you need money to make money? Yeah, but not anywhere near what you think. Yeah. And the more you have, the quicker you'll scale. But if you don't, and this is my opinion again, you just... Keep reinvesting on the small ones, build a track record, take on investor, take on partners, do whatever you do. And Yeah. I think one of the things that's underutilized in our business is leverage because it's hard to go get leverage, whether it's a line of credit or a signature loan or, you know, loan that has the deed as a, as a lien position or somebody having a lien position or holding the, the deed for it. I don't want to go out and tell a guy that's never done a deal, go get a hundred thousand dollar line of credit and just use that as your acquisition funds. I don't want to tell somebody that just in good, in good conscience, I can't. Because they don't know the process yet. Mm-hmm. Me and you, if I, I said, hey, let's mortgage the house because this deal is going to fucking kill it, I would be okay with that. Like I would have every box checked and I, I would, like I said on Monday show, I'm willing to bet on myself 100% of the time. Maybe it's because I'm willing to spend $10,000 or $5,000 to buy a deal because I know that deal is going to be creme de la creme, but I would be willing to bet my income on it or my, my mortgage on it or you know whatever you look at it that way. Yeah. I just had a thought, but I forgot it. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some ginkgo biloba this week. <laughs> I was just, I was I was waiting for you to be done talking so I could say it, and then in that time it just it went away. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I again, you you hit the point that it doesn't take a lot of money to get started, and we've proven that the scale to scale up, you are going to have to turn the money back quickly into your business and not spend it on other stuff, and then there will be a point where you have to inject cash somehow, whether it's money partner leverage. Um, something to get your business to scale up. Yeah, I remember it now. Okay. Leverage. Okay. I used to be 100% adamant against never having mm-hmm. that stuff. But now, because we've just, you know, it's going to happen to anyone who's doing mm-hmm. this, right? You're going to grow, and hopefully because you're a business owner, you're going to be smart about it, and you're not going to be out getting a new, I don't know, supercharger in your truck or something like that, <laughs> right? You're just you're just putting money away, right? Mm-hmm. And now, I really don't even want to run the business without leverage because yeah. I can take on loans and, pay them forever. Really? You know, it's, it's okay. And be comfortable with that. But we also have the experience and the knowledge. And I think that everyone listening to this and everyone who's doing this industry can eventually be there. Do I want you doing on your first deal? Absolutely not. But take on partners at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'll be able to do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Like, and it's, I hope that I get people through plum that do a deal or two with me. We get them the creme de la creme deal. They make a little bit of money and they turn that whole, that entire profit into their next deal then that next deal, they turn into three more deals and they don't need me. I don't, I, the only call I get is, Hey man, 
it was good to hear what you said on the show the other day. It really struck with me or, oh, that was a great idea. You know, or I saw the kids on Facebook and I just wanted to say hi. I hadn't talked to you in a while. Those are the type calls I look for after about the second or third deal I've done with you. You know, first deal, second deal. I'd say this is a tricky business in that you have so many inputs coming into you that it's hard to decipher the bullshit sometimes. But there is a piece that is is true and it's going to range through their entire life is the people with money are going to make money. It's easier for them to find money because they look more successful. They're already in a successful position, but they also know how to say no. And they don't do, you know, just, they don't risk it for the biscuit, if you will. Yeah. I think that's enough. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to end it. And I'm going to say before we end it though, that we'd always say like, listen to iTunes and Stitcher or whatever, but eventually we've just been like submitted and be able, Amazon's going to be taking over podcast and we were just, invited to and, and yeah we were invited to join like amazon and audible and all that so it's not launched yet but it is coming so be prepared to find us on there and then when that happens you have to go there and do yeah. all the stuff i'm about to say but for right now let's go to facebook instagram youtube give us a like follow and subscribe and then go to itunes stitcher and like review and subscribe to that show or wherever else you listen to us as a matter of fact yeah go everywhere <laughs> and uh, that's it since i forgot what i'm supposed to say so <laughs> that's it happy wednesday guys happy wednesday